2: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today.
1: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport.
2: And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: It's 5.51 a.m. on Madison Avenue. And you're listening to Night Call. Night Call. Hello and and welcome to Night Call. I am Molly Lambert and I am in New York, New York City, sitting next to Emily Yoshida in real life and talking to us from Los Angeles in a shed where we keep the aliens when we find them and then we take them out to feed them Reese's Pieces because we can't get the rights to M&M's Tess Lynch.
4: Hello, please feed me. (laughs) It's so strange. I'm in a it's like you're. It's
5: like you're our imaginary friend that we. You know, we have. There's like a secret number that only works at certain times of the day, and we can access the line. Hey, speaking test. of
4: secret numbers and, me.
5: and hotlines, <laughs> yes. you should give us a call at
3: 1240 night, and email us at
5: pod. Cast <laughs>
1: Nightcall Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com, at gmail.com. <laughs> and, sh-
5: and ask us your questions. Share your share your spooky stories. Um, yeah, just drop us, a line. drop us a line. Tell us what's on your mind. Tell us about the shadow people. Tell us about how
3: Art Bell changed your life,
5: Molly. Uh, before we get into Art Bell, which we will, I know the people want it. Um, tell us about New York City and how it's changing your life, guys. I'm in New York City. New York City and and you're on you were so the intro is actually accurate for the first time we, a, true. Are, we are actually on, on Madison, Madison Avenue Madison Avenue but we've always been on Madison Avenue but at I least didn't on know my that, end because I didn't know where the studio was until now Molly was telling me as we were walking into the building she was like I, Molly noted if not the most noted <laughs> Mad Men recapper in the history of the show <laughs> told me I didn't even know it was named after Madison Avenue until like the fifth season which <laughs> 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 just. <laughs> incredible I um, thought
3: it was like a pun on ad man which sure, it also but it is. Is. It is but I didn't realize that mad man was like a thing you know slang for
5: ad guys yep Yep, no, it's all coming out, together. Uh, this is why you have to come to New York so you can get the, the Well, this full building
3: picture. is also super Mad Men. We walked inside <laughs> and it has like a crazy Art Deco lobby like It's I, like first
5: or second season Mad Men yeah. before they move into their their fancy mid-century place. Yeah. And I am a S- sleek sucker lines. for
3: the Art Deco glamour. We're right by the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. I was saying whenever I come to New York, I go full Kimmy Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Where I just like <laughs> walk around like delighted by everything just like amidst all the jaded New
5: Yorkers and I'm like look. Well that was me the first. tall building. The first like year I was here I would just walk around with my head up you know like looking around because it yeah. was all kind of new to me and people would be giving me the weirdest looks like They're... what, why do you have the sense of wonder in your eyes. Yeah they
3: don't even really look at you they just kind of like yeah. shake
5: their heads at you like what are
3: you doing. Yeah, my my brother and I were on the subway that was like above ground. And there was a part where we were like so excited that it was above ground. And then we were like, (laughs) look, the Statue
5: of Liberty. You like get up out of your seat and you run to the window. We did.
3: We were like standing by the window with like our faces pressed against the glass. mm -hmm. Uh, It was just a magical, a magical time.
4: Molly, when you visit New York, what what are your must do's? Um,
5: yeah, what's, what's Molly Lambert's New
4: York well, agenda?
5: Eating an
3: authentic New York bagel from Dunkin' Donuts across the street <laughs> right now.
5: I, I see the evidence of it right in front of me. It's
3: true. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm usually here for like family visit reasons. So I, it's not like full freedom. This you do is, a lot of Queens. I do a lot of Queens. today. This was the first trip where my brother and I explored Queens. We went to Forest Hills and walked around oh, and cool. I was enchanted by Forest Hills. Yep. Um I love Queens cuz it's like the valley. Yeah. Oh it totally is. You know, yeah. I like uh we're out near like Jamaica which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's, you know, it's the suburb so it's far away from everything so it's also hard to get into the yeah. city proper. But my brother and I went to the Met. I love the Met. I love the ancient Egyptian I saw you at the wing of the door. It's my yeah. favorite place in the world. It's great. Had the realization that my dream home is like an Egyptian tomb. <laughs>
4: You know, <laughs> well, you're, you can have that be your final resting place. They were like a bunch your of home forever. those, like
3: little, like, darkened rooms that you walk in where they have the panels on the wall. I was just like, okay, just like a bed, like right here. <laughs> 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 My brother and I talked about Mix of Files and Mrs. Basilie Frankweiler a lot. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know,
5: that's the dream. The dream is to, is to find a way to st- stay the night in that's the right. Med- or the Natural History Museum. And, well, one. I
3: did get to go in the Natural History Museum after hours. The last oh. time I was here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because my friend Brianna works at the Natural History Museum, and, you know, she was, like, cl- helping them close. <laughs> it was amazing. Awesome. It was so Night cool. are And all, there's, like, offices and stuff. You know I love just seeing the backstage of anything. So, like, the backstage of the Natural History Museum, like, I was just as excited about, like, look, this door leads to a mundane <laughs> hallway. Isn't that crazy? Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, uh, so when do you do you leave tomorrow? I leave tomorrow. So well, you know, it's going to be hard to top going to see a screening of I Feel Pretty. Well, yeah, this we Emily and I Emily
3: was like, "Hey, want to go to a free screening?" And I was like, "Do I <laughs> a press screening?" Again, I'm just you know things oh, that everyone God. else is is has done a lot. I will be quickly deglamorized. I'm new, for you. <laughs> new to me, uh, and then I'll go back to LA, and I can be jaded about all the beautiful sunsets there and
5: yeah it'll be chill guys mm. how are you i'm good uh we lost an icon this week we did we lost probably
3: the single biggest inspiration on For this a podcast call, yeah a saying the uh, godfather of night call the godfather of mm. night call, art bell r.i.p r.i.p um, died on
4: friday the 13th died on friday the 13th oh, that's right but also
3: or did he <laughs>
5: Uh, right right <laughs> well right now the uh the number one search if you look for art bell is cause of death so i'm glad that there's already some
0: well some. i
3: was
5: saying i was like i'll just put it out there that the lizard
3: people mm-hmm. got to him nope. that's what really Fine, happened
0: <laughs> today's
3: podcast is sponsored by hello fresh a meal kit delivery service that shops plans and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook eat and enjoy There's something for everyone with HelloFresh's selection with three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. I personally chose veggie because I like having new ideas for vegetarian meals that I can cook. And I had a really delicious grain bowl, which uh, we talk about a lot on Night Call. Some of us are big fans of the grain bowl. Um, One great thing about HelloFresh is that you don't have to think about what you're going to plan for dinner. You don't have to spend money on takeout. And you don't have to worry about going to the grocery store because it comes right to your house, delivered to your door, and it's less than $10 per serving with free shipping. So you don't have to spend all night in the kitchen cooking either because every recipe is formulated to take around 30 minutes, Um, even though it has fun little things and quick pickles and new techniques for you to experiment with. It's great. So... For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code CALL30. That's call L three zero. So yeah, visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code CALL30 and tell them Night Call
5: sent you. Um, do you guys have any good Art Bell memories or good Coast to Coast AM memories? I mean, it's an, an interesting thing to talk about just because of like what it kind of became. But I, f- I still feel like it's possible to be nostalgic for what it was. Yeah.
3: Well, it also like started as like a regular like right wing talk radio show. Yeah, kind yeah. Of. Yes. So the fact well, that he I,
4: also his politics were interesting though. I mean, he was a, technically a libertarian. Yeah. Technically a libertarian, such a terrible phrase. Technically a libertarian. <laughs> no, but it's interesting to think about like.
5: What those alignments meant yeah. in the 90s what and conspiracy 80s. conspiracy theory
4: like, people, you know,
3: the idea of the conspiracy theory libertarian is such a thing, obviously, but it's interesting to think about Art Bell versus Alex Jones. Right. Well, I mean, I
5: remember we had a neighbor who was really into to Art Bell and um, even before I really knew what it was to be like a paranoid like you know conspiracy theorist guy my yeah. mom would always be like that guy's you know he's like he isn't a he's into conspiracy theorist and but we were friends with him he was like our you know funny neighbor uh he was like harmless and you know well I don't know. a
3: lot of people are into conspiracy theories yeah yeah and you know i think we're all of the mind that like some of them are true you know yeah some some of the big ones especially you know like the government did a lot of shady stuff mm-hmm uh, and some of them are not true, <laughs>
5: and the not oh, true ones
3: are the most fun oh, ones. <laughs> can I tell you a nine eleven conspiracy that somebody just told Great. me that I'd never yes. heard before? Okay, that, <laughs> just to get right into it, because you know, honoring honoring the legacy well, well, while, we're of we're AM, while we're in New York. Sam, um, while uh, we're in New York, there was an episode of The Lone Gunman, apparently the X Files spinoff, in the year like nineteen ninety nine mm-hmm. that showed something about like people doing a terrorist attack on the twin towers or something and then people after 9-11 were like fox like that's proof that like it was an inside job because like fox the channel that the Mm -hmm. lone gunman was on knew it was going to happen and so they aired that Episode, so that it would seem like too much of a coincidence if it did happen. What would possibly be the gain?
5: <laughs> yeah, coincidence conspiracy. So what, I think no, what, I'm confused as to I what think the actual what we're conspiracy...
3: saying. Like, what's so great about? It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> what's so great about Art Bell is that? Yeah, it didn't matter if you really believe in the conspiracies or not, because it's about just sort of going to those weird. Places of the mind of, like, what if, all you know, I think to most people it's, like, satisfying to make connections where there are none, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because, like, wouldn't it make more sense if everything did have all these weird interconnections and yeah. the world all was a universal theory of lizard people? Yeah. Um, it
5: can just get politicized so easily. But when it's just, like... I wonder why that is the way it is. Yeah. It's just like a weird, like, um, imaginary playground, kind uh, of. Caleb
3: Horton wrote a really great thing about Art Bell that he reposted on his Twitter. Uh, that. He wrote a while ago, but it was just about Art Bell and about how, like, Art Bell is the perfect thing to drive long distances to. Oh, yes.
5: No, that's my, that's my relationship with. And he was saying it's also
3: because it's like, that's when you really have time to, like, meditate on, like, what are those lights in the distance? Like, what's that weird grain silo I just passed? And that Art Bell really just, you know, creates this environment where you're allowed to just, like, indulge in wondering about those things. Like, what if it was planted there by the aliens?
5: And just the the Colin aspect, too, is, I mean, it just creates this sort of, it kind of feels like the radio equivalent of, like, you know, the kind of internet that we talk a lot about that sort of lost the kind of Mm -hmm. ungentrified weirdos only internet. Yeah, message
3: board yeah, internet. Yeah, totally. Like, it's, it is a message
5: like, board radio show. People who
3: care about aliens and who aren't, like, trying to get the biggest audience possible, yeah. but are just like, I have to find all the other people yeah. who know about I need aliens. to wave my
5: freak flag <laughs> so that
3: I can find my people. <laughs> um, so, yeah. that was a big reason we wanted this to be a call-in show. Yeah,
5: yeah. And well, The other thing is, like, yeah. I, I think that the the long drive thing is totally... I mean, that is... Like, that is my, it's not like I listen to Coast to Coast all the time, but definitely if I was on a road trip, I did. And the other, the other inspiration point for this podcast, The Delilah Show is like another one like that. And like... Friend, friend of the podcast, member Brown was talking to me about like how he has such a relationship with Delilah because you know you just if you're if you have to do a long drive at night. Uh, what's Delilah? Oh man! Oh my god! She's like the advice call-in um, lady. She's like uh, she's amazing. She's the advice call-in lady. She, or the Yeah, she's uh, it's like a syndicated show, and it's oh, at night. Um, I uh, uh, you know.
3: Tess and I grew up on Loveline, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Which I also enjoyed a lot.
5: Delilah is much more the, like, she'll do a dedication of a song for somebody. Oh, and, then, and Art LeBeau. Yeah. These are all, like, yeah. our favorite yeah.
3: people, are the radio personalities where you're, like you know, they're always there for you. It's that weird parasocial thing where you're like, that's my friend. Yeah.
5: (laughs) And it is like a little more, it's not just like a celebrity, like there is a kind of communication line going back and forth, which does, you know, create And Art LeBeau
3: especially, because he's taking a lot of dedications from people that are like incarcerated, where it's just like, Mm -hmm. it goes like above, like a above physical space, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like into the the metaphysical space that is like the radio and the airwaves.
5: Did you guys ever hear... Art Bell's show that he started like after he Oh, left. Midnight in the Desert? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has
4: the greatest name of all time. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we should, that should just be our permanent sign-on. We should have just gone back and done that. Um, I was surprised actually, Molly, that you didn't do Midnight in the Desert. Yeah. I oh, why to. didn't I? Like, like, we like, we can go back like, in the morning. Well, That's morning. Which, yeah.
3: you know.
5: <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, it's sort of interesting. I, I am kind of curious about his politics, which is something I was never thinking of at the time oh, that I, I I can listening. tell you,
4: Emily, because I printed out my notes. Yes, yes, yeah. the notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wait to call back to the songbird, songfinch. Um, so this is from the Washington Post obituary that posted today. It's it's full of good stuff. It has like just everything you want, but. Um, It says regarding his politics, quote, his politics were all over the map, a self-described libertarian. He opposed abortion, supported same sex marriage and was skeptical, skeptical of the science behind global warming. He blamed Richard Nixon for spawning a nation of cynics, supported Barry Goldwater in 1964 and Ross Perot in 1992, came to consider Bill Clinton a great president and said he voted for Barack Obama in 2008.
5: What a free
3: spirit! <laughs> it's, it's a mixed bag. Emily and I just both did the <laughs> We're doing
5: like the white guy reaction GIF. Yeah, <laughs> I was saying it was, right? it's kind of it's a little more like the those puppies that yeah, nod and turn their heads, those owls that look from
4: side to side. Like, huh? Oh, twist! There's some good and bad. What comes next? Said, I like this. Mr. Bell had no stomach for haters. He had a white supremacist on as a guest, made him uncomfortable. Made him comfortable enough. For him to spout racist views, and then Mr. Bell informed the guests that quote I am married to a brown skinned Asian woman." <laughs> well, alright. There was this whole crazy thing, I guess, where he he like moved to the Philippines, he married a Filipino woman, and then moved to the Philippines, and then there was. Um, a hoax against him where it was like a a letter that they you know somebody sent to a newspaper and said like art bell wrote this and it was a bunch of terrible things about filipino people and then it was proven to be a hoax um but it still kind of came back to bite him a few times it would like recirculate so i think it was something that he kind of had to address i knew he like moved to Parump,
3: nevada because he thought that like somebody was out to get him uh, that is also where Heidi Fleiss moved mm-hmm. when she really? like was fleeing. Yeah. That's where that great documentary about her takes place yeah. where she has all the parrots. So Paramp, Nevada <laughs> is the place to that's go. A, that's didn't, our spot. That's our next field trip. Right.
4: <laughs> didn't he stop broadcasting, too, because he thought like somebody was you know, trying to get him. And there were yeah. people like, he's firing like, it's getting too, too hot. Yeah, yeah.
3: What also is yeah. interesting about our bell is obviously the ways it overlaps with like Philip K. Dick and people like yeah. that, where you're like, how yeah. much of this might even just be in your head. Yeah. But also, like it's very interesting in your head, and I want to know. But it might be scary yeah. in there. Seems a little scary in there sometimes. Well, it's
5: like, what are you experiencing? Like, you know, there's enough to make you feel paranoid, but to actually like uh, up uproot your life and and take action in that. Well, way. that
3: also shows that maybe it's not like just a character, because obviously some radio personas are. Oh like no, a I don't think character. It was a character. At all. No, but the voice. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. such a it's such a good voice. <sighs> He yeah. has, I mean, he's so great at what he does yeah. uh, that, you know, George Nori sort of demonstrates what is so great about Art Bell mm-hmm. that is not just immediately replicable yeah. by anyone else. Yeah. Um, anyway. And I, you know, I don't hate Alex Jones. I mean, I hate him, but I don't. <laughs> you should hate Alex Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I hate him, but I, uh, but I. Hot take. But I think he has a, like an interest, like his voice is so weird,
5: you know? Oh, he has got a bizarre voice. He's got like it Sounds like, like it was. Yeah. Yeah. The like I've. were run over by I a monster. Wa- truck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I
3: understand, like, why there's a cult of personality around him. Sure. You know? Yeah.
5: Right. Well, and he, yeah, he gets very animated. He yeah. is, uh, he's, he's like, not boring he's, uh, to listen to. No,
3: he's chaotic,
5: <laughs> evil, yeah,
3: charismatic.
5: Yeah. As opposed to like, and
3: also he lets the white supremacists on his show, which is what, yeah. you know, if we're, if we're caping for Art Bell, we're going to. Yeah, go with the narrative that he, but at
4: least Art Bell shut them down. Apparently. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying
3: is a lot of conspiracy theories lead to yeah. lead to over racism. to white supremacy. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the more recent conspiracy theories like uh, birthers and people like that yeah. are just straight up straight up racism. So it's interesting to talk we talk about this a lot, because this is what the podcast is. It's like we're like leftist conspiracy
5: theorists <laughs> and preppers like unite. Radical feminist conspiracy theories. <laughs> but also like radical feminist
3: conspiracy theories, you know,, uh, yeah. are real. are real. <laughs> They're all true. <laughs> oh, man, Valerie Solanus was just writing what she knew.: Yeah.)
5: <laughs> um, <laughs> Please make that the title. This is a it's hot <laughs> pod today. <laughs> Very hot pod. Um, well, rest, rest in rest rest and pe- and peace, Arfel, yeah. if you are.
4: One of today's episode sponsors is Care.com, the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. I've been using Care.com for a while to find services like housekeepers and babysitters, and it's been a humongous lifesaver. Um, I have two kids and three pets, which is makes me a gross person. Um, and as much as I try and stay on top of things, when stuff gets busy, our house just totally falls apart. So the first time I used care.com was when my oldest kid was a newborn. And I was I had just gone back to work. My husband was working. And we had not really thought through what to do about getting anyone to help with life. So um, a really nice relative gifted us a care.com. She said, go, you know, find somebody and get your house cleaned. And it was the biggest gift. Ever. I mean, it just totally reset our perspectives on everything. We were totally underwater and it was a huge deal. And then a year later, I needed a last minute babysitter and we found a really awesome woman on care.com who's still working for us four years later. Um, the best things about care.com, it's super user friendly. The website is really easy to get started. You sign up for free. Enter your zip code, and then you can browse the services you want. They have housekeeping, pet sitters, senior care providers, pretty much everything. Then when you sign up for a premium membership, you can contact whoever fits your needs, schedule interviews, and book a caregiver. Another really awesome feature is the payment center. So you can pay directly through an app or on the website, and you can compare rates for people in your area so that you can make sure that you're paying the right amount Um, You can also review and manage payments, which is great if you have a regular housekeeper or babysitter and you want to make sure um, that you're on top of your household payroll, so to speak. Uh, So that's right on the website and also super easy to use. Anytime I need a babysitter or housekeeper on short notice, I go back to care.com or if I'm looking for the perfect present for new parents. To get started, visit care.com forward slash call and you can save 30% off your care.com premium membership when you subscribe. Can I say one more thing about Artko? Yeah, God, which of course. is that He had a really, really good, um, I, I think he actually addressed this a few times, shadow people. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I oh, was yeah. listening to a two hour long podcast uh, I was gonna call it a podcast, but it's not a podcast, guys. It's a it's radio, radio. show. You know what?
3: Podcasts are just radio shows.
4: It was a proto it was a proto podcast. Um, where he had on a Native American and he said shaman and the the shaman corrected him and said, Shaman, there's no shame. And he was like, All right. <laughs> but it was such it was such an interesting conversation. But Art Bell had received I think more than 4,000 emails from people, from callers, you know, and emailers saying that they'd had experiences with shadow people. And here at Night Call, we have received a couple of emails about shadow people.
6: Ooh. Ooh. Hey, Night Callers. This is John in Chicago. And I don't have a ghost story per se, but I do have a shadow person story. And I'm curious if others have shadow people stories to share as well. Um, But this happened when I was living in Minneapolis when I was in college. And um, my girlfriend at the time and I were out for a walk um, really late at night, and there was nobody around. And um, in the distance up on a hill, we could see a sort of silhouetted figure that was clearly wearing a top hat and Victorian garb of like a cape and a cane and I didn't think that much of it I thought perhaps it was an eccentric actor out from a show or a costume party or something maybe a little odd that he was walking alone that late at night but I didn't really want to mention it either because I didn't want to call attention to it and scare my girlfriend but I could tell that she was noticing it too and this is the part that's hardest to explain so he started walking toward us from the hill, kind of coming in and out of these um, streetlights, but he would move at these intervals where he would skip several feet at a time, kind of coming at us, like, shudderingly. And I was noticing it, but I didn't want to acknowledge it, but then she eventually said she was getting scared. So she suggested we run, and we started running toward her house, which was around the corner, and as we started running, he started moving at us much quicker. So we ran into her house, closed the door. She was very worked up. She was the daughter of an Episcopal priest, so she suggested that we pray, which I found like a little much, but we did and then didn't encounter him ever again. At the time, I didn't really know how to classify it, but later I would look it up online years later and realize not only did it match the shadow person description, but it matched a specific shadow person who's the hat man And people see this hat, man, a solid black silhouette. We never saw any facial features, which at the time I thought was just because it was late and it was at night moving out of streetlights. But that's an attribute of shadow people. And um, they usually portend something bad happening. Like usually people see them indoors and usually they're by themselves. And usually it means someone close to the person will die. And that didn't necessarily happen for us. The only thing I can think is that within the next year or two, both of our parents, each sets, got divorced. And um her brother did die, but years later. So I don't know exactly what it was that we saw or what we experienced. But it was certainly otherworldly, and it's it's the description of shadow people in Manhattan and very closely. So I'm curious to hear what other people have seen. Thanks for the great show. Keep it up.
5: That is so scary. (laughs) I got chills listening to that. That was terrifying. (laughs) I'm looking up the hat man. Yeah, look up the hat man. I love that he was like, maybe it was just a wandering thespian. Um, (laughs) uh, The fact that you saw it with your girlfriend and that you both noticed the movement and everything is really freaky that's always the thing that I have a hard time explaining when two people see the same thing uh, or yeah you're with somebody else or I don't know um, I've no, I have don't really know that much about shadow people or like what makes them different from ghosts um, or like does how, the Babadook wear a hat y'all yeah I, I think, think so. the Babadook wears a hat yeah
3: I like the idea of like the, the hat but you can't see the face is like very scary yeah
5: Slenderman doesn't wear a hat right Oh, I thought he did. Oh, maybe he, he seems like the type to wear a hat.
3: <laughs> a so, jaunty hat right? for Slenderman.
5: <laughs> Some people. Yeah. So, so I'm looking at the Wikipedia and it says that sometimes
4: like people who suffer sleep paralysis. Um, yes, it's tied in with sleep paralysis for sure. That's or, like, if it, yeah, the Wikipedia really makes a point of that. But then it's I saw a shadow person out and about. And I've never had sleep paralysis. But you paralysis saw a you shadow? shadow person yeah, burying that's why the I lead. To talk about this! Oh, oh my um, God! When? And it so okay. I I went to Boston. Um, I think it was actually over winter break of my. I was in 2003, so I you know maybe like sophomore or junior year of college, and I went with my friend Rachel. We stayed at a hotel and we went out to see Something's Got to Give. <laughs> and a ladies night <laughs> great detail <laughs> so whatever that's, that's context for you we're leaving the theater and it's cold like really cold and we are walking out of the theater to our hotel and we see a figure walking towards us from very far away and rachel looked at me and was like that person has no face and i was like no there i think that's a scarf and she was like i'm really freaked out that person has no face And so we were going to pass each other and as they get closer, I see that they have like a hood and a big, I don't know if it was like a parka or like a heavy coat, but their face was like a void and I didn't see, there were no eyes, no facial features and it turned its, as we like passed it, we couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman or what. It turned and just kind of stopped and turned and stared at us and we just ran. With its no face? It had no face. Did it have eyes? It had no eyes. Uh, it looked like just blank. Like which, it was just like blackness. Like so was no the features.
5: Was the parka like, did that look more or less normal? Was it
4: just the place where the face should have been that was dark? It was the place, the place where the face should have been And the parka looked nor it looked. I mean, it, it looked, I don't want to like add any, you know, I'm sure in retrospect, I'm like, it was a creepy parka. <laughs> I don't know <nothing laughs> struck
0: me about the parka.
4: It was a, it was garb. It was a cloak. Um, but it, it was weird because it was all alone. It was late at night. Like, you know, we were coming out of the movie, but other than that, there wasn't much there. I think it was actually a week night too. And it was cold. So, I mean, when you see someone bundled up, it's not like that strange, but what was weird is at the point that we would have been able to see facial features, there was nothing. And then when we were like right up on them, there was just nothing. There was no face.
3: And you both talked about it
4: for years after this. Yeah, Yeah, and you both saw saw
5: it. it. Did
3: anything? So,
4: how close
5: were you when it passed?
4: We were like, we were walking down the same side of the street, so we were probably like a foot away.
5: (gasps) And you were in
3: Boston. Yeah, and there was nothing
4: there. We were in Boston.
3: Something had to give. So both both you
5: and our caller, (laughs) both you and our caller, saw them outside. Which this Wikipedia is also telling me they usually appear inside. He yeah, he mentioned that too. That they like typically appear inside to people, which I feel like if I saw something like that inside, it would be like so obvious that you wouldn't like there'd be no question. (laughs) You'd be like, oh, that's a (laughs) terrifying shadow person. An intruder in my home. Yeah, yeah,
4: and also with Art Bell, I think a lot of the people who are calling and writing in about it were saying that it was like you wake up in the middle of the night and there's this and sometimes a group of them just around you. Um, and I know, like the red eyes staring <laughs> oh at you and it's like, plus your sleep paralysis. Like, what a fun time. No, what a wow. nightmare. But
5: you wake up from yeah. your sleep paralysis and you see shadow people around you. That sounds it, like the exactly. worst thing in the world. Well,
3: it's like you entered the level, the between level <laughs> yeah. that always exists yeah. that you're sometimes accessing when you see the shadow people. But then it's like in you your move. sleep paralysis, you're there. You're oh, just trapped oh. there.
5: Oh, that sounds awful.
3: Um, wow, it made me think about the no faces from spirited away also yeah well there's theres really there's but
5: one no face, but it is the, the it was the best no face not to be not to nerd out about well, maybe Spirit those away no or. faces
3: are are <laughs> like shadow
5: people cousins. I wonder what they want I mean what they like what the shadow people want like Yeah, I guess that's the thing I can't understand. Like, what's the thought about what what makes them different? Are they a ghost? Are they a dead person? Like a spirit of a dead person?
4: Or are they an imprint? I don't know. I think the two theories are that they either come to kind of like, be the opening act for some terrible thing that's gonna happen to you or else they're like benevolent and they're just trying to make you aware of the spirit realm to like open your third eye, etc. Wow. Open your third eye. Is your like, third paralysis. eye open, Tess? <laughs> I don't think it is and I don't think it ever has been.
3: <laughs> you never saw another shadow person?
4: No, I never saw another shadow person. That was the only time it's happened. Nothing like terrible happened. I mean, like medium terrible things happened. Like, I mean, it was it was not a great year, but nothing catastrophic happened. I mean, definitely I was like, okay, we're about to die. And <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> Man. Wow. Yeah, This stuff is
5: so scary. We should have like a, a caution sp- too spooky warning on this week's yeah. trigger this warning. Ghosties. Ghosty <laughs> warning. <laughs> ghost warning. Just the emo- the ghost emoji. Um yeah. On the front. Um man, wow. well, thanks for the call. Yeah. Um that yeah, I'm I'm going to have nightmares now for real and
4: I usually don't get scared by that kind of thing. I'm I got I got to chill though. Ooh. Oh, I have another ghost story you guys. Okay. Um I know I was telling you that parenting boards often have the best ghost stories. And one of them um, that I read earlier today was a woman whose daughter said she looked at her and she said, you remind me of my other mommy. She had long blonde hair and long eyelashes. She put me in the bath with all my clothes on and I stayed there (laughs) forever. (laughs) Is that like a a ghost children? (laughs) Why are children so terrifying?
3: Well, ghost children are, you know...
4: They're ghost children. Have you ever heard something
3: on the news and wondered if there was more to the story? Have you ever yearned for a peek behind the curtain into the murky, hidden world just past the edges of those official statements? From UFOs to stories of ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or... Join Ben, Matt, and Noel as they dive headfirst into the world's strangest rabbit holes separating fact from fiction, asking questions like, what exactly is sleep paralysis? Have we finally discovered the science behind ghosts? Did the CIA really experiment on U.S. citizens? Why do we eat bacon for breakfast? How long has the Pentagon been hunting UFOs? Did people really find a mass grave at Benjamin Franklin's house? That one's new to me. Tune in each week as the guys apply critical thinking to conspiracy theories, allegations of the paranormal, government cover ups, and more in stuff they don't want you to know. Guys, mm. speaking of terrifying things, yeah, yeah. Who wants to be horrified by a little song on the radio right now called Freaky oh, Friday?
5: Yeah? Haunt your ears. Freaky with this haunting Friday. Tune. We're
3: going to put Emily through an audio
5: haunted house right now. Well, to preface, we were talking about this in between pauses during last week's recording. And you guys were freaking out over, so to speak, about this song, Freaky Friday. And I was like, I've never heard this because I live in New York now and I never listen to the radio because I don't drive. Uh, and then I started to look up the lyrics and then I felt, and I, but I never listened to it. I Well,
3: listening to it will be an immersive haunt experience. For your ears, because uh, it should, should... The, this be a listen along, yeah. So, it's, uh, it's the worst song of all time. But
4: this... is it
3: the worst? But song? But it's also
4: very, it's catchy. also maybe a, a catchy song. It's a very catchy song. Let's play Devil's Let's play Advocate it. here. Let's all play right.
5: Freaky Friday for Emily. I got an open mind right now, my third eye is open for Freaky, Friday. open <laughs> mind and open ears. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Kendall Jenner just showed up and that's the end of the song. That's the end of the song. No, yeah, they play the this song the on the song. radio. The last the last lyric in the song is I've got a vagina. I'm going to learn the inner workings of a woman and it's Kendall Jenner singing it and then the song just ends. Yeah, they play this on the radio like a hundred times a day. You know what? Do you know what my takeaway from this? I don't know who Lil Dicky is. I sound like a grandma right now. I know. I know who everybody
3: else in the song. Little Dicky I know. Who, is. I know who everybody. Who's that is. Little
4: Dicky guy.
5: Little Dicky. Who is this? Little Nicky? Is that his name?
3: <laughs> uh, little Dick Dick. Lil uh, Little Dick Dick. He's from Pennsylvania. Okay, sure. That's fine. what I need to know. Of he's course, from Pennsylvania. He's got a nose ring. Ugh. Does he look like G-Eazy? No. Um, he looks like the guy that freestyle raps at like the cafeteria. Okay. See, I know who G Easy is, <laughs>
5: but okay, do you so, know who G
3: is dating? Is he still dating Lana? No, he dumped Lana for Halsey. Was it? Whoa! Ugh. It was a scandal, but anyway. also good for Lana. Get away from yeah, that! Yeah, seriously,
5: that trash man. That, that that made me. I had my doubts about. It. Okay, so um, so I just wanna I just wanna say my gut takeaway from this song, which is that okay. So I don't know who this guy is, but I know who everybody else is. These are all pretty, I, at least among uh, an under 25 crowd, I would say that these are A-listers.
3: Right? Yeah. Everyone knows who Ed Sheeran is.
5: Everybody knows who. Ed Sheeran had the biggest song of the year last year. And uh, Kendall Jenner is a popular model and a Kardashian. And DJ Khaled is a walking meme. Everybody knows who these people are. This makes... The people that are popular. Mo- this makes young people look fucking stupid. Like that. That is my. That is my takeaway. As a, as a thirty-two-year-old now, uh, I. I just. I feel bad that these are like the like. These are the like hot celebs that they ha- like. They all sound like idiots for even walking into the studio for this thing. Uh, I'm. I'm embarrassed for them. Uh, Do you feel
3: I'm, like the song requires too much world building?
5: There's a, I mean, the fact that you're explaining the premise in the chorus, it's like a, it's like a Huey Lewis song, it's like a, it's like a movie <laughs> theme. Don't, uh, don't you dare to <laughs> fame the but I'm good saying, name
3: of Huey Lewis on this podcast. This is a fucking pro, no,
5: no, no. Huey I, Lewis podcast. But I'm saying that it's you're like, talking about the
3: Pineapple Express song. Yes, yeah,
5: so I'm saying like explaining the premise of the song. But especially doing it in the chorus, like I understand like in the first verse, you need to do some setup. Fine. Sure. Whatever. Uh, when you are actually saying I'm in Chris Brown's body in the chorus of the song, it feels like you maybe had too much to well, explain. It's
3: also the weirdest person to pick of anyone yeah, to do this song with because it wouldn't be that weird if it wasn't Chris Brown. But there's literally one reference to my controversial, controversial past, past. Right. And that's like, but you're like. I don't think it would be great to be Chris Brown like at all.
4: No. No, if you could if you got to choose. Yeah. Like yeah. do you
3: think he wrote it like I woke up in Kanye's body and then Kanye was like hell no and he was like okay Chris Brown, you know, third down the list of people. I wonder how many people had to be
5: asked before Yeah, they before they got on Chris to Chris Brown. Brown.
3: But it's also it's such a Chris Brown song and yeah. what it does sort of uh well is remind you that there are some good Chris Brown songs and that they are
5: very catchy. Oh, look. You know what? Like before all that should happened, I Loved no, Chris we all Brown. loved Chris Brown. That's why it was so heartbreaking. No, it was horrible. I mean, I And also like,
3: you know, he I don't know. He hasn't like done the things you would need to do to like get back to a place where people are oh, like Oh, absolutely. Rooting not. for you. He's, He's done
5: nothing to yeah. get
3: anybody. Yeah. So it's I, weird that this would be his like his new hit
5: cuz uh well, it's just it's 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 totally baffling as a career move for him at this point in his career like what and then and then the fact that it's being played on the radio I mean I would almost more understand if it if he did it and nobody cared like it would just be like oh he's lost his mind no, I mean, it's a hit it's a hit it's insane <laughs> it's insane to me God young people are fucking washed <laughs> I don't care like I am so glad to
4: be you in washed. my fucking
5: 30s uh, <laughs> dude my parents have been going out
3: like every night in New York I thought <laughs> didn't I, they
4: stay out later than you yeah, and yeah they brother. stay out
3: later than me and my brother every night they're,
4: wow oh, What are they
3: doing? Clubbing <laughs> <laughs> Where do they go clubbing? Can we go with them? They tonight? went to like Randy Weston's
5: 92nd birthday jazz show That sounds chill that sounds like a 90
3: sec- You know, I like the idea of a 92 year old just being like the coolest person in the world which he is
5: Oh for some reason I thought you were saying it was like on 92nd street for some reason <laughs> which also sounds chill uh, <laughs> uh, That sounds amazing I
3: So yeah none of us are allowed to get washed is what is you know
5: Well, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, it's okay to uh,
3: look, I, okay, we talk about this a lot. Like none of us, none of us have any FOMO about being a teenager right now because it seems like a horrible hellscape.
5: Did you have any FOMO? This is, this is the big FOMO question. Did you have any FOMO about Coachella? About no, Baychella? you know why?
3: Because I just watched Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules' uh, entire <laughs> Instagram story, which was like 300 posts about Coachella, and it was great. I felt like I was there. Oh, I thought you were so going to say it looked exhausting,
5: yeah. and I was like, I'm so glad I'm not doing it that. It did look
3: exhausting, but I was like, I want to ingest this because it's like they go to every promo party, so they're like the McDonald's Ooh, that's party, all, all that stuff, and they're like enjoying it, so it's like fun to watch. I mean, I watched Beychella on YouTube. I haven't even watched it yet. I watched it live and I stayed up and I was
5: like, this is exhausting for people on the East Coast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You were out here. I mean, I was, that happened when I was fast asleep. I was not, um, I mean, I'd l- I'd love to watch it at some point. It was great. It was amazing.
3: Yeah. And then Cardi B was amazing. Yeah. She um, got booked in a slot that was like not a headlining slot because it was before like her album came out. She got booked a long time ago, mm-hmm. but then obviously she became a much a much bigger yeah. deal by the time it happened. And she looked great. She wore this outfit that was like a tribute to Left Eye. Oh, and nice. And then she twerked pregnant. It was great. Cool. Yeah, it was a really fun show.
5: I mean, I did kind of wish I was at this year's, obviously, um, but there's no way. I'm going to... There's no way I'm going to get my body out there. What if you
3: woke up... (laughs)
5: <laughs> in Cardi B's body, body. <laughs> well, I'm pregnant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's already someone in uh, Cardi B's body, so there's no room for you. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> occupied. <laughs> I want the Cardi B remix of Freaky Friday with her and her unborn child. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, that would um, be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure
3: there's a million parody songs of this. I mean, that's the thing is it's like when a song is constructed to be a meme like that. It just feels cynical because you're like, well, you're, the best memes aren't
5: constructed though.
4: Like, right. Right. Cause yeah. like, look, if you want to feel depressed, you should just read about how Lil Dickie wanted to raise like $70,000 to produce his sophomore, I think album and instead raise like $120,000 or something. And he wants to be a comedian. Is he a I YouTuber? I was like really wanting to Probably, hate on little Dickie right? in the song. You You grew to um, love him. And also the song well, is really
3: catchy, and Tess and I were singing the, the it all The problem
4: week. is mustard. You put the mustard on mustard. anything. Mustard and I'm just makes like, it oh, oh, I like it on yeah. some
5: level.
3: And then also you just are like walking around going, "I'm in Chris Brown's body." It's That's not, not the
5: thing you want to be walking around. No, humming. it's not. But and yet. See, this, this is why I'm washed because I, my my music right now. I'm like, oh, I haven't heard Freaky Friday. I've just been rediscovering uh, Magnetic Fields and all the Magnetic field side <laughs> projects, and, and uh, you know, humming humming sad songs to myself all day. The songs so. are also catchy. Yeah. Well, the, the, I'm, I'm washed, and I don't I don't I don't give a fuck. I'll take the Stephen Merritt cover of Freaky Friday. Oh my god, oh, you can yes. hear it. It writes itself.
3: <laughs> you can, that is a melody. That is a Stephen Merritt melody. Put Put it on a ukulele. It's the Stephen Merritt song. freaky Friday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Woo! Anyway. Good job.
4: Well, well, if you guys want to make Friday your Freaky Friday a little spookier, Spooky Saturday, <laughs> perhaps we have time for one more ghostly night call. This night call comes to us from Kate, and I'm just going to kind of
5: summarize the beginning because it's a little long. But she's a librarian and uh, at a museum, and she says that her workplace is haunted. And uh, she has seen three separate ghosts, kind of uh, off and on, throughout her time her time working there. So she says the first ghost. ...is a woman dressed in late, early 19th, early 20th century clothing, and she carries a rifle. I'm located in the southwest, so this isn't too much of a surprise. She was a former head librarian, and according to the staff, she keeps guard over the collections. She resides in a specific area in the stacks and reading room, and if things get out of order, she will get annoyed and make it more difficult for you to find what you need until you clean the area up. For example, I was looking for a folder of photos I know it was in a specific box because I saw it the day before, but the next day it had disappeared. Sure enough, when I spent t- some time reshelving and checked the box later in the day, the folder was where it should have been. The second ghost is a man who haunts a somewhat a somewhat deserted area of the stacks that used to house offices when we had much a much larger staff. I don't know much about him, but he seems the most aggressive of the three. When I was walking up the stairs to that area one time, I felt a hard bop on the top of my head, like a hand hitting it. I looked around, but there was nothing there, and there's no way any part of the ceiling could have fallen on me. I mentioned the incident to a colleague who then said she was coming down those stairs one time, and she felt two hands on her back, almost as if she was being pushed. She didn't fall, but it was a strong sensation. I'm not sure what, her, what his deal is, but I'm always a little careful when I go up or down those stairs." The last is another woman who haunts another area of the stacks. She's dressed in all white and also in early 20th century clothes. I've only seen her out of the corner of my eye, but she haunts the area where her personal collection sits on the shelf. We have a lot of personal artifacts that people have donated over the years that have sentimental value, so I'm not surprised the owner's energy may be tied up to those objects. And then she says that she has a volunteer who's seen things like pencils being thrown and and uh cobwebs have 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 had some movement in them and stuff but yeah that's uh that's three three ghosts haunting a library i feel like ghosts are ghosts in libraries i feel like are now they feel so appropriate i think just because of ghostbusters but
4: it always makes sense because it's like
3: spooky down in the stacks
4: yeah, if you were a ghost, wouldn't you want to be in a library? I'm not a ghost, and I like want to be in a library. Like the best place to be a ghost. Yeah. Well, there's yeah.
5: always that feeling of like cool air, even if you're not in a basement or something. And but like in in some stacks, where there's nobody walking around, or you feel like you're in some in a really big library. You feel like nobody's been down this this corridor for a while, and that that kind of like chilly energy. I think. Also, you're like surrounded by ideas and words and stuff. <laughs> it's it's a it's a charged area. Books are alive. <laughs> Discover the power of books. Um, they come out of the books and then they eat your soul. Would you be afraid to be a librarian who had like a night shift if you lived in if you worked in a in a big old library or in a museum library like that? I would welcome my ghost friends. <laughs> Sounds great.
3: Um, I think yeah, maybe it's also just like to break up the. Break up the workflow. Yeah, have some ghosts around. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Kate, for your for your email. Less scary in a library than like a meat packing facility. Oh yeah, you well, know. Yeah,
0: duh.
5: I mean,
3: <laughs> there are a
0: lot of literally in Anything is less. Thinking scary, about places,
3: you know? I might be the night watchman. <laughs>
5: I think in me, I think your your position as the night watchman as a meat at a meat factory happened like many alternate lives ago. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you have already lived that truth. The shadow person version of my life. Yeah. Well, uh, well. Thanks everybody for listening to this week's night call, our very special uh, New York edition for Molly at least. Uh, If you haven't already, you should subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and a rating. We love to see what you think of the podcast, especially if it's nice. You can also follow us on Twitter at NightcallPod, Instagram at NightcallPodcast, and on Facebook at NightcallPodcast.
3: But if you're a shadow person...
5: Don't, don't follow, follow us, us anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Don't follow us down a dark alley. Don't follow yeah. us out of the movies, even if it's a revival screening of Something's Gotta Give. Just don't follow us anywhere. Yeah, maybe
3: the
4: shadow person was related to Something's Gotta Give. It had to have been. It was It was a judgmental shadow person that was like, do it again. <laughs> Just You'll be it. sorry. You'll be so sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, great. thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll listening. see you next week.
5: R.I.P. Art Bell. R.I.P. Art Bell. And thank you so much to this week's sponsors, HelloFresh, Care.com, and Stuff They Don't Want You to Know.
0: A new season of Bridgerton is here.